0: This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. We are live here on YouTube, on Twitch, on Periscope, on MySpace, on Friendster, on Napster. We're just (laughs) blasting it out all over the interweb. AOL Instant Messenger. Absolutely. ICQ. Oh, ICQ.
1: The deep cut.
0: I'd forgotten about ICQ.
1: Oh, I'll never forget ICQ. I loved it.
0: Uh-oh. You loved having a number <laughs> as a screen name instead of a name. Yeah, and that... a little
1: flower. Oh, I
0: hated that. <laughs> you never get into ICQ, and I was an IRC guy, but I was like ICQ. That's a little nerdy for me. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. Well, yeah. Did
1: I just out you?
0: I think with ICQ, yeah, I think ICQ. That's like it's like having wow. a CompuServe email address with like numbers in it. You know? Uh, we're taking it back here. Taking it back on the wrestling <laughs> podcast. Speaking of which, did you guys watch Fear Street, 94, 77, 1666 on Netflix, the trilogy? Wow, no, I did not. Is that you highly recommended? I wouldn't go that far. But uh, there's three <laughs> of the movies. But 1994, I and other people are blowing them up because they're using like songs from 95 and 97. They were on AOL Instant Messenger using like a font that wasn't invented till like 2006. Right. Like that stuff just really, really irks me when people you know get those details wrong. <laughs> <laughs> As an old school computer nerd. Anyhow, NXT tonight. Carrying Cross back to his old something grounds. Hey, at least he still goes over in the NXT
2: parking lot. Yeah, still drives that nice car, so that's good. Is it really that nice of a car, though? Isn't it like, like a $30,000? I think it fits him. Is that Dodge
1: Charger? It's a, muscle. it's a muscle car, you know, for guys that lose to Jeff Hardy. They love to. Drive
2: muscle cars. <laughs> I prefer like a Mad Max type setup for carrying cross, but I mean that'll do. It was a Dodge Charger, right? I, I, I think. Right? I believe
1: so. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like.
0: It's nice, but it's not like it's not a Maserati. I mean, it's not you know like a Bentley. I mean, <laughs> you know, you remember that you guys? You guys have the friend growing up that was always like trying to impress people because they drove a Mustang. It's like, dude, that's like a seventeen thousand oh, yeah. dollar
2: car. Like, it's
0: really yeah. not that impressive.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mustangs were used to be royalty. I mean.
0: It's step up from like a Geo coupe, you know, with uh, with uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the the soft top. Uh, but no carrying cross, I am I'm annoyed at last night's Monday Night Raw. And now us us wrestling nerds are supposed to be like, Well, he's still he's still cool, right? He's still undefeated in no. NXT. Yeah,
1: NXT feels n- neutered.
2: I'm sorry. Well, let's, let's, uh, well, now that you guys mentioned it, let's just start off the news with Karrion Cross. I mean, that is a story, and the big story is Karrion Cross, especially among NXT. I guess uh the wrestling nerds that Glenn reference aren't the only ones who are upset with Karrion Cross's loss, as within NXT there is shock and frustration. And it's described that, according to Fightful Select, a lot of the talent in NXT, they're not necessarily mad as much as they are disappointed. Guys like Johnny Gargano and Santos Escobar, Kyle Riley, and so on and so forth uh, have really sacrificed a lot to make Karrion Cross pretty much an undefeated giant uh, and monster in NXT, only for him to lose to Jeff Hardy uh, within three minutes last night on Raw, which really stirred up Twitter. Uh, we'll start with Issa. What did you think? Uh, is there any coming back from this? What are your thoughts on the Karrion Cross debacle?
1: I mean everybody can come back from a loss. I I do think like the problem is that he was undefeated, right? And there's just so much to process. I have I feel like I have gone back and discussed this out loud so many times and I still cannot get it to make sense or to get to a place where I can be complacent in, in what I mm. think will happen, right? Um, the, He came out, and the energy, even when he came out on Monday Night Raw, you could feel that he was just off. The look on his face didn't look like a person that's debuting in front of all of these people. The excitement wasn't there, right? I did send out a tweet today that said, if you want the people from NXT to feel and be treated like a big deal, start watching NXT. Because yeah. right now, they look at him as a non-draw. They're drawing 600,000 viewers a week. It's not good enough. And therefore, that might have been a message sent that says none of you guys are doing anything over there on Tuesday nights for us to really look at you guys like a serious brand. They don't even mention the title wins. They took it away from Charlotte's Count. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think if it, they, but how are you going to get people to to go and watch NXT when you get the guy on the show that has 1.9 million viewers and you do him like that? Nobody from Raw last night is going to turn into NXT tonight. Nobody.
0: And where is Scarlett in all of this? Yeah, we didn't even see her tonight. Yeah. Very weird. It's very strange. Wasn't I, there I, Raw last night?
2: Yeah. Did you did you watch the Raw last Did you watch the episode? Was it enough That's, to compel you? Uh, I was rewatching the movie The First Power after our
0: spirited discussion about <laughs> it on Sunday night's Money in the Bank. Issa, have you seen The First Power with Lou Diamond Phillips? No. No. There was a serial killer. He gets granted the first power by Satan. He can jump in other people's bodies. It is a riveting thriller from 1990 that apparently only I and the late great Eze loved this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was rewatching that Monday and so saying we're going to watch Fallen with Denzel Washington, which is essentially the same film.
2: Great Very movie. Well, I mean, I feel like the only thing that could save Karen Cross is to have some somebody else jump into his body. Maybe a Hulk Hogan. Maybe the spirit of Goldberg. Maybe the spirit of Brock Lesnar. Wyatt. Needs because this guy's done. Like uh, I, I just thought that last night was a complete referendum on NXT. A. Uh, I just don't understand why they would beat carrying Cross. I understand that there is that kind of optimistic feeling out there that, oh, you know, he could come back for this. Maybe they do have plans for him to go 50-50 with Jeff Hardy. But <laughs> you really show bad. me the examples, the list of examples of WWE screwing somebody up and then bringing them back to the dead, from the dead, because it does not happen. And I'm not giving this company the benefit of the doubt. They screwed up The Fiend. We haven't seen him, and we'll get into that. Uh, they screwed up Seth Rollins. He had to turn heel, and now he's in a star-spangled suit. They screwed up Otis. He's not coming back. Drew McIntyre is essentially mid-card McIntyre. I would you know Rusev I mean he was losing on his way out and now he's in AEW and I just you saw what they did with Keith Lee last night there is no consistent example of WWE screwing somebody up and then revitalizing them for me to believe that they're going to fix this with Karrion Cross. I just thought this was more unfortunate incompetence after a very hot weekend of shows and and I feel bad for Karrion Cross because we talked about this three weeks ago when he was on main event and he had that weird match against Shelton Benjamin where all the bells and whistles were taken and it was almost like we were seeing a preview of how they're going to screw him up. and that's essentially what happened
1: yeah it is it is exactly what happened and it feels wrong now for Samoa joe to come back to the ring to fight this guy like it doesn't even feel like that big of a deal and Samoa joe did his best i, I read the the on super chat from stellar justin lopez Samoa joe did his best tonight but oh, yeah. to me it doesn't feel like Samoa joe should come back to wrestle um carry on cross right now i don't know i i i i can't i can't that that upset me a lot even the way that they were just like debuting tonight i'm like excuse me like like it was nothing i i hated that i'm like Mm. you can't even surprise us like when they announced it on a graphic i was like this is not is not heading in a good direction (laughs)
0: uh loki super fan stellar justin lopez love that avatar (laughs) 499 saying god bless joe for trying to make the fans forget about that debut imagine how fire that inning would have been if not for that bull bs finish Um, i just had to look this up again Kevin Owens, when he was NXT champ, beat up John Cena on Monday Night Raw. Carrying came across.
2: Immediately.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, carrying across lost to Jeff Hardy. What, what's Jeff Hardy's win
2: loss record? since he's been back with WWE. I imagine more losses than wins. Yes. And, and this was a typical, I mean, you just were kind of assuming that, okay, because they're bringing this new guy in, because it is Jeff Hardy, who's one of the all-time greats, did get a huge pop. You just assumed that he was going to lose this match because it's not like Jeff Hardy needs that win. It's not like that would have hurt him to lose to no, a guy like- No, Jeff Hardy with no more words.
1: Like he can't lose. Not yeah. when he comes coming out to no more words. Come
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the magic trick easiest mm-hmm. thing on earth to do with an nxt debut you show up you get the pop you get the win that that's the no-brainer right absolutely
1: he had no Especially reaction when serian cross came out there was no reaction from the crowd um no, people don't know who he is and you have to remember people that watch raw do not watch nxt they don't uh, maybe a quarter of their, uh, their RAW audience is watching nxt
0: And where is Scarlett? Is this like a mannequin situation where she only comes alive within the confines of the Capitol Wrestling Center and her magic does not work outside of that situation? Who knows?
1: No, she's going to show up as a complete different character on Friday, probably.
0: Mm, Yeah, like a mannequin two on the move Um, so
2: we open tonight with Joe dressed to fight I'm just going to get to a couple more news stories before we uh, get to that Uh, because there is a status update on Daniel Bryan in that PW Insider did report that there's no internal uh, WWE discussion in terms of Daniel Bryan's plans moving forward there is an internal belief that he might be on his way to AEW though that is not being confirmed but there are no plans for licensing or merchandising for Daniel Bryan for the 2021 22 season Uh, Glenn Are you here for Daniel Bryan in AEW? I mean, do you think it's going to be like the revival in AEW, though? Like. (laughs) I consider that kind of a success. I mean, they've had some great tag team matches. Uh, Sure, they've had great matches. They've had great
1: matches in WWE, too. Yeah,
2: but, but the point, the idea, though, the idea, correct me if I'm wrong,
0: is not well, this this person is very talented. They're a great technical wrestler. Um, We're going to take them over there and let them showcase their skills. The idea, the hope, the fantasy we buy into is they're going to go to a company where that's appreciated and they're going to be top stars because they appreciate those skills and athleticism. I mean, just if you want... A stage to show how great you are WWE is a larger stage than AEW But if you want to go someplace where you're going to be prioritized And put to the front of the line based on those skills That is the hope, that is the fantasy That is what Wrestling fans tell themselves at night while they're trying to sleep.
1: No, no, I will triple eye roll here because Daniel Bryan doesn't get any more appreciated than Daniel Bryan, who squeezed himself into the main event of WrestleMania because well, they you know go. what they have on him. So, this is not uh he's going to go to AEW to get treated better. He's not going to get yeah. treated any better than what he did in WWE. No way. um And I hate to bring this up because I'm so glad he overcame, you know, whatever his injuries were, but. AEW is a spot festival, and every time I watch (laughs) Daniel Bryan wrestle, I worry. There are certain people that I cannot watch wrestle, Edge and Daniel Bryan are two of them, and I will fear for him taking crazy spots and bumps on AEW. I'd rather him stay in WWE. That's just my personal preference.
2: Yeah, and WWE does prioritize Daniel Bryan for sure. Like, I, I have a pretty good authority. They were really kind of pursuing him to come back and to stay mm-hmm. there. But this seems like more of a Daniel Bryan situation. And I definitely agree with Issa in that those AEW guys work a lot harder. It is branded as more of the work rate company. Talk about eye roll. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to have a lot of these uh, high work rate matches and whatnot, but you got to understand that Daniel Bryan's a guy who has a history of concussion, history of neck uh, injury, and uh, he really does need to take it easy in terms of uh, picking his spot and picking how hard he wants to work. I've been watching Christian just work his butt off at 40-some-odd years, and he just looks blown up at the end of a lot of these matches poor guy. Yeah, I'm sure Dana Bryan will be able to keep up with them. But, you know, AEW, as much as it is is good to get guys like Dana Bryan, maybe they'll get Ric Flair or whatnot, uh, it is also good to get somebody who I think would transcend past that uh, internet wrestling type uh, vibe. right that a lot of the hardcore fans will appreciate Daniel Bryan, but that will be a fleeting thing in terms of him signing and really being a top star in AEW, but it will kind of exist in our world and not transcend outside. Yeah, I think he'll be another Kenny Omega. And I don't mean that
0: as an insult to Kenny Omega, but it's like, look at Jericho, his mainstream recognition. Even look at Cody. Like, Cody's got... Like mainstream recognition and status. Um, But that being said, I mean, do I want to see Daniel Bryan versus Darby Allen versus MJF versus uh, uh, Sammy Guevara? You know, I mean, all these guys, right? Like there's a lot of great matches to be had with him going there. I just don't know that that is the pot of gold at the end of the proverbial rainbow that we all think it's going to be for him.
1: Right. And I am also pro guys retiring when they're still healthy. And this is the reason why when you have a women's Royal Rumble and you see the women's legends come back, they all look so good because women are retiring a lot younger, and guess what? They can come back, look good, and they're not retiring when they're falling apart. You see pictures of Brock Lesnar right now living his best life, and it's just like, what's wrong with them retiring? Like, all these guys kind of, like, achieve everything there was to achieve. So what makes you think that he's not sitting at home looking at his two babies going, maybe I just want to stay home for a little bit. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Then they could give him four matches a year. They could give him yeah. like a really sweet contract. He gets to go in and wrestle Kenny, you know, do, do all those matches we want to see. And maybe he just gets to be like the ambassador uh, for the company. I mean, who knows? There's, I'm, but I'm sure WWE would probably pay him more to do less, even less work
2: than that. It just depends on what he wants and what his needs are at this stage in his career. Also a great mind for the business. Toward the end of his run, he was pretty much working in the creative team, you know, alongside Ed. So that's something that I think would be just as valuable as his wrestling as his mind for wrestling. And we'll do one more because there really isn't that much of an update on Bray Wyatt. It's just basically kind of radio silence on there. But the Raw rating was up uh, pretty huge. Stayed under $2 but it it was up uh, 32.6%. uh, in the 18 to 49 demographic, up 20% overall. So a really good number for Raw, which is 1.967 million, up from 1.609. So like I am impressed somewhat by these numbers in terms of W's television number, but um, they, they are kind of tempered in terms of, it's not like they're exploding in Raw. I mean, I, we had some pretty bullish predictions for Raw on, on the Money in the Bank show, where I thought maybe they'd do 2.3, 2.4, but uh, still having trouble getting over that 2 million threshold. So it, apparently they're going to really need these returns. And they're also going to need some goodwill. They're going to need probably some good storylines to get people really invested back into the product.
0: I'm very pleasantly surprised how high they are on Nikki and that she is now the Roman's Champion
1: yeah the show had a great ending it had a a good um beginning i'm just very puzzled by the creative direction on last night's role because if you tell me you had the return of cena goldberg keith lee nxt champion debuts you have an um cashing and a, and a title change you expect that to be the greatest role you've ever seen and it wasn't mm. so i'm just like you know it's like how do you have everything on paper but you fail to execute it the right way i don't know but um, I knew they were going to get uh, – they announced Cena all over the place. In every single platform they could, they announced Cena. And people were talking about the John Cena return after Money in the Bank. So I knew people will be tuning in. First row with fans back in the arena. I do expect a lot of people to start watching wrestling again now that things are normal.
0: Yeah. What else we got? That is your news? That is our news. Uh, there we
2: go. Let's Bucks. Come on. <laughs>
0: So, Samoa Joe dressed to fight TikTok. Guess who's coming to smash your clock? A threat to Karrion <laughs> Cross. Uh, William Regal comes out. Says cross is Cross going to be there? Who knows what's going to happen? Man, I'm like, I want to see this. I really want to. Okay, I want to see it a little less now because, dude, if but maybe Joe's going over, right? Maybe Joe's going to be the new NXT champ.
2: I mean, at this point,
0: <laughs> like that just got way more likely, right? We were saying before he's going to leave NXT undefeated, like he's going to come out, like everyone, you know, curtain call, like the whole nine, they're going to send him up to the big leagues. But no, I think Joe could actually end up winning this.
2: In canon, between the last couple of nights, I mean, I guess you can consider carrying Cross undefeated in NXT, and it looks like they're really just kind of treating this as two separate worlds, as ridiculous as it is because it's one night after another and we watch both. I mean, they barely reference what happened on Raw with, you know, Samoa Joe said it was a field trip and they, did, they said nothing about him losing. And then they actually, yeah, I absolutely remember it. And then you know the whole thing with Charlotte Flair, where they're completely erasing her history with NXT, so they're trying to treat it like two different universes. And maybe that's how they feel justified in beating Carrion Cross. But a large audience saw him lose, and even though they're trying their best to make us forget about it, 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 it that stench lingered in the Full Sail tonight. Or I have soon, a question. I have
1: yeah. like I I remember this, and now I'm just trying to put things together in my brain. But was this the episode that was pre taped?
0: No. Those so are they,
1: pre, are they pre-taping tonight then? Because there was an NXT that was supposed to be, they were going to do two shows, oh, one live oh wait, and NXT pre-tape right. one. Maybe. So I wonder if this was pre-taped, maybe that's why everything felt so mm-hmm. odd, because then they, they they pre-taped that before the on cross thing ever happened. And even if you listen, um, Samoa Joe told um, Regal, Karen Crow showed up on Raw last week. Last I basically week. didn't know about that. So I have a feeling oh. that this was pre-tape, and that is the reason why everything didn't click at all. I don't know. Well, no, because I did see about posting pictures. Maybe they're pre-taping tonight. I just know there's an NXT episode that's going to be pre taped somewhere because I remember seeing the pictures of on um, the people there saying, you know, about it. Anyways, regardless. Samoa Joe did his best. Samoa Joe needs to teach. Promo classes. Anything that that man says, I believe. Even if I'm laughing after he gets done talking about Kerry Cross, going well, yeah, he's gonna kill him. If yeah. if he lost to Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe's gonna murder him, right? But um, I didn't like regal what he said because I was like, no, Samoa Joe was fully provoked. He has every right because Rigo was like, that's not what I brought you back for, and I'm like, no, you said if he was provoked, yeah, he could do it. And I'm sorry, he he provoked him, so now let him do his thing, you know. So. That is the one thing that I will say that I was like, Rigo, get out of the way, and then look. Poor Regal paid the price later.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, we went from that into Diamond Mine versus NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida with Bobby Fish. Issa, what did you think of this uh, this match?
1: Why are they losing already? <laughs> <laughs> I why? Know. Why are they, was the match great? Yeah, we had a lot of excellent in ring action. When don't we in NXT? But yeah. how am I supposed to take the Diamond Mine seriously anymore? Like the the debut, they botched it, and now they botched everything else they done with. And after that, like I, I really feel like they don't matter. Um, in yeah. ring, though, it was a great match.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to expect with the talent in there. And that was never going to be a question. But yeah, I mean, this diamond mine thing is really falling flat as we've been talking about. And now they've already lost before. I feel like they've even gotten a chance to get going. And I just don't think they even understand what it is they, they bring. Like, you just got to do better than the fact that we're a fight camp. And I mean, there's just really no layers to this whole thing. And the fact that they're already losing here and in a 50-50 with, uh, you know, Kushida and, Kushida and Bobby Fish is, is a little concerning for the diamond mines. I mean,
1: yeah, they added a graphic to Sheamus' entrance that says Fight Night, and they that feels more like a fight camp than yeah. Diamond Mine. Just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't get it. Especially you have Kushida paired in this. Like, not tough to have them take a loss.
1: Yeah, Kushida uh, didn't have to take the pin. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, LA Knight arrived in his white Corvette with Cameron Grimes. Now, see, a white Corvette, more expensive car expensive than a Charger. Not the nicest, but it conveys status, which is what yeah. the Million Dollar Champion wants to convey. Oh man, I just I want to, like, get, why isn't the show like half this? Half of these guys buddying, you yeah. know, uh, uh, doing the butler work and uh, driving around. Takeover 36 was announced for August 22nd. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, then we had Frankie Monet versus JC Jane with uh, you want to say Mandy Rose on commentary. She actually sat on the commentary table during this match. everything. Um, yeah. And um, I mean, Frankie Monet got a win, but Frankie Monet has had a uh, maybe not so hostile takeover of the Robert Stone brand.
1: Yeah. I love that. You said that we should get a half of a show about Cameron Grimes and LA night, because I felt like tonight, while we had a lot of really good matches, I wasn't entertained. I wasn't sports entertained. I was just in ring entertained tonight. I think when hit Row music said, I was like, well, finally, you know, um, because I didn't, I don't know. I felt like there was like a lot of in-ring action. I don't know. There's something. Maybe it's because I'm upset about what happened with Karen Cross. It feels like there's like a missing star factor in NXT. Like desperately, I mean, yeah. like there's nobody to that you go. Oh my God, this person is the me let me pay attention to my TV because they command that. You know, um, Frankie Monet could be that person. I'm really enjoying everything that she's doing. I thought she looked great she's in the bright. ring, but I think they need to stop putting her against. You know, just enhancement talent and really put her in a significant field.
2: And not only are they been putting her against enhancement talent, a lot of these matches have been very competitive. Like JC Jane yeah. got a lot in this match and mm-hmm. she looked good. Like I was actually pretty impressed with JC Jane, but that's not what I want to see out of Frankie Monet if you're going to showcase her. Right. Um, and I would rather have seen her squash, but she still looked good and, and whatnot. And I do agree with Issa in that there is kind of a damper on NXT and it was just, pronounced because of what happened last night with not just (laughs) the champion losing the most dominant champion arguably in NXT history getting, you know, beaten by a guy like Jeff Hardy, uh, and then coming back kind of makes the whole product seem like, well, if Karrion Kross loses, it's not like they're doing anything with so-and-so, so why should I be invested? So it was a yeah. little bit harder to invest in the overall product because that lingering thought was in my um, mind 24 the hours The entire later.
1: night. The entire night. Yeah. No, you're
2: right. You know what it's kind of
0: like in sort of just the overall deflation about the relative relevance of NXT? It's like uh, when we found out that the Marvel television thing was a lie and that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist had nothing to do with the movies anymore. Like, it was off in its own little separate universe, no acknowledgement, no appearance in Infinity War, nothing. You know? It felt sort of like, well, I'm watching something that's lesser because it's not treated on that same level. Pull the rug from under
2: you, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's actually a a really good comparison. You're absolutely right. It does feel that
0: way. I I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when I was like, this has nothing to do, they're not even Mm -hmm. in the same
1: universe as
0: the films anymore. But that's the problem with NXT. NXT has been such a hot brand. And this is, like, just a good example of... Of like two steps forward, like three steps back from Vince, you have a hot money in the bank, but now, hey, let's alienate our hardcore fan base that's been like keeping us alive. Like that's been the life support through the past year. Let's find a really good way to tell them that like what what you believe in and what you support like isn't relevant.
2: Right. Now, that's pretty much the message they sent in terms of uh, what this NXT show is that, like, don't worry about these guys. Like, they're, they're not even going to be able to get past a lot of our main roster guys. So this is definitely defined down as, like, another universe of shows.
0: Yeah, it's very, very uh, just insulting as a, as a hardcore fan of the product. Uh, some promos, Gargano and Theory tonight, uh, head of uh, Theory's match against K.O.R., we had an interview with Bronson Reed that's still uh, building up stuff, uh, his match with Adam Cole for next week. But then we went to Kyle O'Reilly and Austin Theory. Kyle O'Reilly getting a win
2: here. Uh, Alfred, what did you think of this match? Kyle O'Reilly's Ken Shamrock now. That's what they're trying. Like, they tried the cool Kyle thing. It didn't work. Uh, cool Kyle. They kind of are in the middle of whatever he was doing last week. And now his new gimmick that they're throwing against the wall is he's going to be a guy who snaps. Like, he held on to that hold for a long time. And throughout the match, they said, oh, God, he's going to snap. So, maybe this will be the thing that gets him over. Maybe not. Um you know, they're kind of starting to run out of chances to really tell me why I should care about Kyle O'Reilly. But I will say this is the most true to the way he wrestles. He does wrestle that physical grappling style. So if they create this guy who's temperamental and he doesn't have to cut promos, maybe this will work.
1: Yeah, I personally thought it was the best match um, on the card tonight, like in ring-wise. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I cannot stop laughing because I don't know if you guys caught that, but on Twitter... Matt Riddle was live tweeting NXT tonight, and oh. he was far more entertaining than the show itself <laughs> with his tweets. And at one point, he tweeted, "Damn, um, Austin Theory is looking thick," and I could not concentrate on the match anymore <laughs> after I read that
2: tweet. Did he stop with two C's or one.
1: With two teeth, with two C's. Hey! <laughs> yeah. You, shot. you shot, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you, go on his feet. And then uh, there's like, uh, at some point on the night when he finally saw Pete done, he got so excited and started posing next to him on the TV to bring back, you know, they were a tag team. I'm telling you, I'm sorry to admit it, but I was more entertained by like, like refreshing um, I wish um, Matt Riddle. I Matt Riddle live tweeting NXT was far. It was superb. He should do it every week.
0: <laughs> now, do you think he was uh, perhaps under the Im- influence of a substance?
1: One thousand percent. There's awesome. a couple of videos. You can see it.
0: <laughs> I should try that, Alfred. I told the edible story Sunday night. So so like, yeah, try that. that. Yeah, next what time. edible I'm too-
1: story? What did I miss? You guys have all the fun <laughs> without me.
0: There was a Friday night. We got some edibles that were like half THC, half CBD. I took one. I was like, oh, it's okay. And then my wife took one. And then we're like, we're really not feeling anything. Okay, we took another one.
2: No. So, okay, we're feeling okay.
0: And we're like, no, still not. Like, we okay, will do a third. This is where it's going to kick no. in. And it felt good. And then about an hour later, I was dizzy. And then about half an hour after that, I was convinced I was going to die. And I was trying to calm myself down by, like, listening to music. And I was crying uncontrollably while also <laughs> chastising myself for being such a lightweight at the time. And what's amazing about this is while I had this outer body experience and nervous breakdown, like sobbing in bed, my wife passed out of sleep. Hardest sleep of her life. She
1: probably got the best sleep ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then when I fell asleep, I like kept I kept being afraid that I was going to like stop breathing. It was, it was awful. And then, of course, I was like, never again. And then the, like the next night I took like one and uh, had like a mini version of that. But now I've sworn it off. No oh, more yeah. of the THC. You have
1: to pay attention to that. When they tell you, because those edibles look like they're nothing, right, and you don't feel them right away. I remember I had the same experience with edibles the first time, but I got learned to be by very seeing. careful. Oh yeah, my very god! Good. The girl, it was like this little girl at the store, and she was telling me she was like, "Only do only consume this much," and I'm like, "What do you know? You're like ten pounds. That's why you're telling me that." But I got this. No, <laughs> she was right. She was right. At some point, I was, I don't even know. But yeah, similar story. We all, we all, I feel like everybody has a fun story about edibles the first time.
2: I am such a lightweight.
0: I should just eat a pack of Sour Patch Kids and convince myself I'm high. Like that would probably be a more pleasant experience. And be like, oh, I feel like kicking in. I think I feel like that episode of Degrassi with JT and Toby on aspirin, convinced it's ecstasy. You know, I mean, it's like for me, like you know, I think I think that would go- psychological goes a long way. But yes, anyhow, yeah. so Matt Riddle probably not uh, sober and clear eyed tonight. Well, All he tweeting. tweeted
1: that about Austin Theory and he changed the entire match for me. I was like, I can't watch this anymore.
2: <laughs> if on Raw, if they promoted like tomorrow NXT, Matt Riddle will be tweeting live. Yeah. I think the rating goes up.
1: You know, I feel like now that you bring that up and and because of what you said about the news, how people are disappointed with how this is being treated right now, I do feel that some of the people from NXT really do try because look at Riddle doing this today. I know Damien Priest have been showing up to the Capitol Wrestling Center and like tweeting that he's there, tweeting pictures. I feel like some of the guys that, are, are trying to help the most that they can by doing what they can with the platforms that they're given. You know what I mean? Because I have noticed a lot of the people that left NXT are still trying to help out in one way or another to kind of like promote it and hype it up.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, uh, speaking of continuity with the other night, uh, Alfred Mauricio Leos wants to know, how was Applebee's? Is Applebee's? Issa, <laughs> well, who went uh, Applebee's?
2: Come on, Applebee's, uh, if you're watching this podcast.
0: Yeah, after those commercials, I think Justin dropped that Applebee's is a spot where the Cougars roam looking for uh, hookups. And Alfred was like, I got to start hitting up Applebee's.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did not Alfred. get to go to Applebee's that night. But one of these nights, I'm going to Applebee's and I will look for the Cougars and I will give you a report. Uh, to how that goes.
1: Please there don't eat. Just <laughs> <laughs> sit at the bar and order a really big draft that will, you know, that will sit you there for a little while.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you're going
1: to be sick like Baron Corbin's daughter on spaghetti.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's spaghetti. That's spaghetti. <laughs> oh, it looks, it looks real nice compared to that Applebee's. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, we got a promo building up tonight's main event with Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Zia Lee. Uh, Look <laughs> how to tell Fantasma had a mariachi band. Hey.
2: <laughs> I felt cheated. I felt cheated out of it. Yeah. It's true. I,
1: I did as well, but nobody's ever going to have a better segment with that than Brock did with Eddie Guerrero. And I can, <laughs> I don't want anybody else bringing any mariachis because every time I think of mariachis, I see Brock walking out dancing with the sombrero, and that was, like, magical. But like that? I was... No, I was just going to say your
2: point about Brock. Do you think there are wrestling fans who watch like the mariachi? They don't even know that mariachi is a the thing. They're just like, oh, they're just ripping off Brock Lesnar. Like they don't know right. that there's actual mariachi. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought they were going to. Oh my
1: pull. God. I yeah. think things like that being said, like by wrestling fans, when I'm like, leave your room, like go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go
0: outside. <laughs> I was just waiting with Hit Row there. I thought uh, Legato Del Fantasma was going to bust into like, or uh, uh, what was the group? Um, Delinquent Habits. The mariachi that sampled them back in the oh, early '90s, you know, like uh, really bring it. But this was interesting. This was like kind of a freestyle rap battle, but not quite in
1: promo style. Yeah, in mm-hmm. promo style. A mm-hmm.
0: little more Muhammad Ali and sort of old school fighter rather than just like dropping bars.
2: Yeah. yeah. I liked the execution. I love Top Dawn. that thought he shined again. It's just this cr- this crowd did not know what to do. And this is your problem with heel versus heel is that they're booing Legato Del Fantasma and then out comes Hit Row. They're booing them too in terms of going back and forth. And by the end of this segment, uh, I think Swerve Scott and Hit Row were established as a baby face because they were chanting Swerve. They were chanting for Hit Row. But it was kind of hard to watch and get through in terms of both of these heels kind of being uh, uh, perceived as heels by this crowd. I think the crowd was doing what they're supposed to do based on how these guys are presented so it was weird to see them go back and forth but i really hope that uh, nxt if they're going to go forward with this feud which they will makes an about face and just turns Hit Row babyface because these people obviously want to cheer oh, Hit Row, yeah. but they have to act like babyfaces first
1: yeah and of
0: course the guitar yeah. got smashed
1: yes oh of course 100 but i don't want i uh, well it's nxt maybe it'll be different i don't like when they turn them babyface and then they might change the cool factor that they have yeah. now going on so that worries me
2: yeah, I really don't think these two should be feuding. Like I love both of these guys, but there's just too many heels in NXT. I mean, we got a heel versus heel main event in a sense, and so I mean, uh, I, I really like Hit Row the way it is. I like Gallo Fantasma the way it is, and it's just weird that they're insisting on having these two factions feud with each other.
1: I think Hit Row and MSK could be a really fun. There thing. There you go. And that's and that's heel baby face. You know, I I that's I thought they were gonna go after the tag titles just to add more gold to to their you know faction.
2: By the way, I love the MSK segment tonight. Yeah. Oh, but
1: we didn't get to find anything out.
2: I know. That's what's <laughs> okay. funny. But they're yeah. us, I think this is going to be a running gag is anytime like they're going to show MSK and they'll, and they'll just be getting done explaining what it means. And that's what it means.
1: <laughs> I thought it was must-see kids.
2: I, I mean, we talked. About, I think we uh, somebody said that they believed it was marijuana smoking kids. I'm pretty sure it does <laughs> have something to do with, uh, you know, with, with the reefer. <laughs>
0: This just sounds like like one of those Twenty One Jump Street gang names, yeah. You know, like the really MSK. Does. What's that stand for? Marijuana smoking kids. Like Captain Fuller has to explain it, you know. <laughs> and then Peter Delawey is like, "Oh, the kids these days." And it's like, dude, you're twenty two years old. Uh, no, I think uh, this was a good segment. Cutting to Imperium, that was a good troll job. But yeah, at this point, any any reveal for what MSK stands for is not going to be as cool as the mystery, right?
1: And how is imperium just popping in and like hijacking the the entire like you know program like how are they doing that like i know they have facetime walter but oh, how yeah. are they just taking over the entire and <laughs> the entire like program like that i was like wait they get magic powers I, have they been training with alexa maybe bailey i don't know somebody <laughs> from the main roster taught these kids how to take over like the screens and everything
2: <laughs> well, maybe they've gone, they've used their free time this pandemic to go to Full sale University, learn a little television production, and now they know how to go in and out and do the transitions and all that stuff. They so do
1: have great. a great sports broadcasting program. Yeah, they do, Dan so. Patrick. <laughs> yeah.
2: There you go. Uh, so
0: uh, we got to promo The Way. The Way might be falling apart. Stay tuned to see what happens uh we had i I
1: like that segment though i actually really like them arguing and indy was like if austin wants to kiss dexter he can i love that (laughs) (laughs) we need this kiss asap
0: they're really built really prolonging uh relationship development between them um so we had another first round match in the nxt breakout tournament andre chase versus odyssey jones with odyssey jones picking up the win uh Issa, what do you think of these two talents
1: I thought it was another week of really good wrestling in the breakout tournament. And even the person that lost looked great in defeat. Chase, I thought, looked amazing. I thought he did a couple of mm-hmm. spots where I thought he was going to win the match. But overall, Odyssey took it over, and he looks like a beast. I love seeing these bigger guys um, coming into the breakout tournament. But I, it was very clear, babyface, heel. Like they've been doing really good with these matches. We, in the last two weeks, establishing who's who.
2: Yeah, I think Odyssey Jones is a very impressive looking uh, guy. I They did have kind of a very scary spot where he dropped Andre Chase and landed on his face and whatnot. I was surprised at the fact that he took a couple of bumps in this match. But yeah. I can see the potential with uh, Odyssey Jones in that uh, he moves very well in the ring. And also a lot of big guys in WWE are just very big and they're not necessarily tall, but he's very big and he's very tall. He just looks like a monster. Right. And for a guy that size, 405 pounds, moves very well. And I'm very excited about some, I mean, as excited as you can be after what they did to Karrion Cross last night, but I'm pretty excited about this prospect in and seeing him improve. And he might be the favorite to win based on how they presented him because from the moment, this match started it was just all about putting over odyssey jones and how big it was yeah um justin lopez
0: 499 he's a more agile mark henry i could see why he's on the road already
2: doing dark matches yeah he had the mark henry tribute outfit he looked like the 90s era nation of domination mark henry tonight with the with the pan-african stripes i really like that and i I just Mm -hmm. love watching this guy in the ring he's a very impressive guy to watch
1: yeah, yeah, it was my first time watching him, and I thought he looked amazing. And like you said, I was like, "This guy could win it all." <laughs> but I mean, we'll see where they go. But I'm enjoying seeing the new talent and just seeing they look different. So far, everybody they brought out looks different. Where I feel like NXT, everybody kind of like looks like looks the same, same sizes, same everything. I'm yeah. excited for you know just a little bit of newness coming in.
0: Absolutely, uh, Thatcher and Champa. Uh, Dunn, and Lorcan challenge them to a match next week. Alfred, are you excited?
2: Not really. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see what goes. It's just like, I feel like they're wasting Pete Dunn in this tag team. He really should kind of go off and branch off on his own. But, I mean, he did kind of lose that group of guys to Karrion Cross. So, I mean, I, I just uh, – I think they are they could do better with all four of these guys, maybe with the exception of, you know, only Lorcan is fine and whatnot. Um, but – uh, I feel like all four of these guys should just kind of go their separate ways, maybe be singles uh, guys. But I do like Thatcher and um, – uh, come on. Why, why am I blanking on his name? Thatcher and uh, I like them yeah. together as a team in terms of chemistry-wise, uh, but I think they might have run their course as a tag team and it's time to just kind of go their separate ways. But they, they haven't really tried that hard to promote this oh, feud, I feel like. it's feeling, But it's feeling repetitive with these guys. and They need a little
0: more pop. It's kind of like – um. Remember when Steven Seagal and Jean Claude Van Damme would make just not the movies where they would pair them up, or not like Time Cop. But remember it would just be like, oh, Lionheart with that, like another straight to video Jean Claude Van Damme film. Like you really got to mix it up. Steven yeah. Seagal like in Under Siege, fantastic. Van Damme and Time Cop, one of my favorite movies of all time. But you have to work in an X factor because you can't just have sort of like, well, these guys are really talented wrestlers and so they're going to beat each other up. Like that's not interesting. Strangely right.
2: enough, right. You know? I love that. This is like a straight to DVD feud. I mean, because they're not getting any ring time. They're not getting the big premiere. It is straight to DVD. And there's no story. Oh, you think you're tough? We'll see how tough you really
0: are. Yeah. That is not a storyline. Yeah. Well, I guess in
1: NXT, straight to DVD will be like next week. And then like a good feud will go into a takeover. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a version of straight to DVDs. They're going to put it on TV, not on a takeover.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's why Pete Dunne was so great with Matt Riddle. Because then it was like, ooh, you've got the mismatched chemistry. That's interesting all of a sudden. So it's like, uh, like Steven Seagal and uh, what was it? The Glimmer Man with Keenan Ivory Waynes. You go like, how's this yeah. going to work out? You know? Got to change yeah. things up. Uh, so million-dollar champion LA Knight against Drake Maverick. Uh, Drake Maverick getting the win
2: tonight. Yeah, and that's why? exactly where I saw this going. The second I saw that segment with Jake, Drake Mavic earlier, it's like, okay, so he's going to, you know, Cameron Grimes is going to, fool drake or fool la knight into getting pinned or he's gonna upstage him somehow um that's pretty much where this angle is going so i really don't have that much of a problem with this and i love the dynamic of la knight kind of moving around Cameron grimes like he was queen elizabeth this very much reminded me of brady savage and miss elizabeth where he's telling him where to stand and they're doing that same thing so that was kind of funny and i fully expected la knight to to lose and that does play into the storyline you know
1: I didn't. And and it took me a second to kind of like go back and understand where they were going with a storyline wise, because I was like, why did he just, why? You know, he's such, I don't like champions being pinned. That being said, I think we're building to something else here. I did like the evil side of LA Knight trying to get him to attack, trying to get his, you know, um, Cameron Grimes to attack Drake after the match. I thought that was great.
0: I would love to see Drake Maverick win. And think that he gets a million dollars if he wins a million dollar championship. And then LA Knight tries to stipulate that you have to have a million dollars. So Drake goes around looking for a loan just to sit on the money so he can keep the
1: championship.
0: There you go. Or goes and applies for jobs. I and mean, when they give salary requirements, he says one million dollars.
1: One million dollars. Preferably
2: in
0: cash in advance. <laughs>
2: I and how about that. Cameron Grimes really committing to his character after that match where L.A. Knight made him punch Drake Maverick and he, he was yeah. just so complete. I mean, Cameron Grimes is a great performer where he, had, he sat yeah. on the turnbuckle and just did that tantrum. I, I thought that was really well done.
1: Now down the
0: line, Cameron Grimes, you pair him up with Pete Dunne. That's that's Gold. Gold.
2: That might be what Pete Dunne needs in terms of a character, something to grab hold of. Because he was great with Matt Riddle and when he had something to play off of. And and with Oney Lorcan, it's just not there. They're pretty much the same guy. They both need somebody who they can play off of with a lot of charisma and, and star power and character.
0: Yes. They should be interviewed with Hit Row and see if they can both not corpse during, <laughs> like, them dropping bars. <laughs> or yes. That would be great. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr.,
2: $2 saying nice jersey, Alfred. Hey, Bucks and six love the show. Let's go. Bucks, uh, 77 to 73 last I checked. So let's uh, keeping it tight. The Bucks are on their way to another NBA championship. Man, and NXT's hot tonight. We got more people out live here tonight.
0: Sunday night was like probably the largest audience. We had. I think it was even bigger than Mania. Like there's interest in wrestling
2: again. That's good. Yeah. It's back. I think please, the crossing Cross thing is, is what's really <laughs> brought people out tonight. But it's good to see that the whole product is kind of rising all the boats.
1: How, what would you do to get this ca- camera like this um, Cameron Grimes, carrying Cross thing back on track? Hmm. Does he just, like, I don't know, murders Jeff Hardy next week?
0: Oh, he has to. I mean, that's got to happen, like, repeatedly. Like, it's got to be a more vicious beating than what uh, Owens did to Jericho when they wrote him off TV. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this has just got to be, like, attacking on the stretcher. He's got to show up at the hospital. Like, and then even, like, at the funeral. Just be like, I'm you know just gonna know, you know, drop some
1: elbows into the grave. <laughs> yeah, you know how bad as that segment would have been tonight if they would have not done that last night on Raw. Like, the, he would have looked really bad as he came in full Samoa Joe and took out Rigo, You know. Yeah
2: uh (laughs) yeah i mean bare minimum he's got to beat uh jeff hardy again and you know maybe even challenge somebody else and beat them but i mean it's going to take a lot and i just don't have faith in wwe to do that i just based on the track record or the research track record with people they screw up they're just um once they lose that goodwill it's very hard to come back
0: yeah i don't know what they're going to do and he can't beating anyone in nxt now doesn't matter because that's now minor league he's got a he's got a Pitch a no hitter against uh, Roman Reigns. He's got to do something again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Though? He's got to get credibility
2: back. So yeah, I, I mean, agree. Glenn. I agree. I think Karen Cross should squash Roman Reigns in
1: five. You minutes. shut I up. Mean, you shut yeah. up. I'm leave this podcast right
2: now. No. Okay.
0: But nope. he's got to beat Bobby in a non-title match. He's got to oh, beat the oh, hey, champion. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, no, hey, but he's hey, got to. Hey, he's got to do something because there's got to be some sort of flex. How do you get that back? How do you go from an undefeated NXT streak? You're the toughest guy. I
1: got it. I got it. He takes out Goldberg. Yeah, that's start. If he can no, take out know. Goldberg, to, uh, we don't have to see him ever wrestle again. Karrion Cross becomes the biggest baby face, actually, honestly.
2: <laughs> to a certain sector <laughs> of the audience, yes, that, that is true.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to be on sci-fi for two weeks with NXT. That'll be interesting
2: be interesting and i'm worried for that rating especially you know the olympics going on and uh sci-fi is uh any network any time a wrestling network has to remove networks it's going to be very
1: tough did you guys see the reference when um they said oh we're gonna be on sci-fi and bet Finney said oh scary things zombies and then he was like no no more zombies <laughs> yeah he freaked out <laughs> <laughs> the way he reacted was the way all of us would have reacted like no, no zombies are wrestling ever again Never I, I appreciated
0: again. that <laughs> uh against raquel gonzalez tonight uh raquel defending that nxt women's title it's got like 10 or 15 minutes this was uh this was solid uh isa what'd you think of this match
1: I, I thought it was a good match. The size difference was so ridiculous here. Like it was. I, I mean, Siauli like really held her own with Raquel Gonzalez, especially visually. They, they just look ridiculous like like stacked against each other but once I started wrestling it took off it got very good. I think Saya we kinda looked like she got hurt, right? Yeah. Was there a spot in there where she looked like she got very hurt. Yeah. Um there was also one spot in which Saya had like Raquel on her knees and Raquel still looked the same height as her. I was laughing when that happened. I was like <laughs> what is happening here? But um uh, I mean I hope she's okay and it's not anything that's gonna take her out but I didn't have a lot of interest in, in going into this match because they, there was nothing really built up other than her calling her out. But the match delivered, and I'm happy they put it in the main event. And they need to find more people that are that are credible for Raquel.
2: Yeah, I'm very curious to see what was behind Xylie's injury because it definitely looked real. Um, you saw the replay, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez landed her full body weight right on Xylie's. Like a broken
1: flowed. rib or two, half to minimum. Yeah,
2: either rib at the very least knocked the wind out of her because she tried to roll her over for the recount and she didn't even move and then, you know, she barely kicked out. So uh, what kind of makes me a little bit skeptical, although I do think it was real, it makes me a little skeptical is the amount of replays they showed on the, on the Twitter feed, they showed it and they kind of showed Xia selling and put the prayer hands up and whatnot, which, you know, maybe that is how they would react if it was real, but typically when there's a legitimate injury like that, you don't see anything on the Twitter feed. Um, you, you do see a couple of replays to see what it was, but they showed replay after replay after replay on this. Uh, So I don't know if this was a play and finish, but it definitely did seem real in terms of Zaya Lee being hurt because Raquel kind of had to slow up and she was waiting for her to get up and and that did not happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I didn't see as many replays with the Mercedes Martinez thing where she was definitely knocked out. They didn't like show it. They showed I think a replay on TV, but I didn't see it on social media or anything from their accounts. So this might be a I mean, if it's like, um, if like you said, if she just knocked the win out of her, or like she was out for like a second, that's different. But I, I, I to me, that looked like maybe a broken rib. I broke into yeah. ribs, drunk partying. I know what that's like. <laughs> 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 I don't know Yeah, yeah. I was celebrating the Lakers winning a, a championship, and I like fell and I landed on something. And I remember saying, I think I just broke a rib. And then I got up and I kept drinking. And then the next morning I was in the hospital.
2: What a champ. Did, could you breathe? Did you breathe the next morning?
1: No. No. Oh That's how I knew something was really wrong. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, as long as I could get up, I was going to keep partying. But then the next day it, and, it, and then broken ribs are the worst because there's nothing they can do. You have to nope. let oh, them yeah. heal. You
2: got to breathe through it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was two. It was two broken ribs. Wow. So it happens when you party hard in six inch heels sometimes, man.
0: And were you at an Applebee's when this happened? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Applebee's.
1: <laughs> were, you the Olive,
0: <laughs> were you at the Olive Garden in Times Square, perhaps? Uh, no, sure. but
1: oh my God, I took my mother there one time and I hated every second of it, but she freaking asked for it. And I'm like, you are so lucky that I love your mother.
0: I, I okay, I, it's funny. We travel all over New York. We go to Brooklyn a lot. We go, especially for vegan food. But we stay in Times Square because we go see a lot of Broadway shows in the theater. And I swear we've eaten at the Olive Garden now like three times. Why would just you come
1: because... to New York and eat at Olive Garden? I
0: know. And I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I was like, "You realize we've never been doing. We've been to pizza places. We've never been to an actual Italian restaurant in New yeah, York. Yeah, but go to Little Italy. You don't go to Olive Garden. It was right across Square. from our hotel. <laughs> it had a nice view. We please, got Next
1: this... time, next time you're in town, just call me, okay, Glenn? Please. Please. We got the
0: soup, salad, and breadsticks. Uh, it was lovely. We sat there, uh, got a little drunk, and looked at the view, and then you know, stumbled I back know to our hotel.
1: Everybody that visits, if you see this restaurant in your hometown, don't eat there. I know. You know what I mean? Like, come on! Like, you had the best cuisines in the I world. I agree.
0: I <laughs> okay. agree. We we all we do is like pizza. Uh, like vegan pizza, vegan food, that's all we normally do. But for some reason...
1: Little Italy. You go to Little Italy if you want Italian. You don't go to Olive Garden in Times Square. I'm Are saying- oh, oh, breadsticks
2: that- in Little Italy better than Olive Garden Oh, that's Six a good world? question. <laughs> okay.
1: Why would you eat breadsticks at Little Italy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying when you get out of Beetlejuice on Broadway at 11.30 at night and you just want to eat something before you go then back you to go the Then you go to Joe's
1: time. Pizza. You go to Two Bros yeah. Pizza. You don't go to Olive Garden. Glenn, you're not winning this one. No, I know New Yorkers in the chat are gonna be pissed off. I know they
0: are. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. Uh, but let So we thought Raquel Gonzalez retains shows yes. over, but then no Samoa Joe comes out. He's calling out Karrion and Cross. Kerry Cross is on the screen. He's showing off the belt, and then we see William Regal down at his feet. They really need consistent security in that parking lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> There's too so many in crimes happening there. <laughs> Why? Did you imagine how over it would be if they brought back? Breeze and Fandango, and they were just parking lot security guards. Like in every show, that's all they didn't even wrestle. <laughs> they were just in the parking lot in that rent cop- them, <laughs> That would be a lot of fun. That would be a yeah, solid gimmick. Yeah, uh, but Regal uh, beat up on the ground in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, Joe his, his little head
1: floor showing floor. in the corner of the screen. Like it looked like the DVD logo just like sitting there in the corner of the screen. It was. So <laughs> <brilliant>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a good ending. I mean, this match is happening at TakeOver, right? But, I mean, Samojo Best. might win. Samojo might win this.
2: I mean, we'll see. See, now we have some intrigue in the match. I guess that's a good thing and that there's no guarantee Karrion Cross is going to win. Um, I think he still should if they're going to do anything with him, if he's going to go on the main roster. But uh, I'm very much looking forward. It's just weird that they're bringing back Samoa Joe. This is going to be his first match back, presumably. They've already kind of set up his other two feuds with Adam Cole, with Pete Dunne. So if his first match back is him losing, uh, then he goes on to Adam Cole and or Pete Dunne with very little momentum. I think that'd be very weird.
1: I was just saying last week that Karen Crush should beat Samoa Joe because he's such a monster. How do you like completely kill that momentum? I just realized that now I'm like, well, I don't think he should win anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You ruin everything in a matter of three minutes, man. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, man. So overall, Alfred, what'd you think of the uh, show tonight? Eh, you know it was uh, it was fine listen on its own merits i guess it was okay there was nothing too spectacular that stood out to me um it was okay it was just okay for me
1: yeah i thought it was one of the hardest ones to watch that we have gotten in a while like i was i, I was good in ring action but i was not very entertained i found myself reading matt riddle's tweets more than looking up at the tv you know and that's not good
0: well, at least he was tweeting about NXT, it wasn't saying they're going, why do hot, bug, hot dogs come in packs of six, but I'm buns come in packs Apple of i I'm going to
1: Applebee's, bro. Yeah.
0: Bro, <laughs> Applebee's is on DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could bring the experience home. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, tonight was okay. It was
1: just okay. Just okay. Yeah. It yeah. was, I, I thought the in-ring action was good, but that's every Tuesday. That's never really doubted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you have it. Any other final thoughts, words of wisdom, stories about things
2: that have happened while under substance? The next time you see me, my Milwaukee Bucks will be NBA champions. I'm putting that in the universe. Bucks in six.
1: The next time you visit New York, I will take you to real restaurants.
2: I go to real (laughs) restaurants. It was just it
0: was like two times. It didn't mean anything, Issa. It was just, it was just convenience. It was just there. <laughs> it didn't
1: mean anything. It's okay. It's okay. I'll forgive you. I tell you, my mom made me take her there. And I'm like, really, mom? That's where you were? really, mom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I was shocked about is that like New Year's Eve tickets there are like four hundred dollars, but I guess it is all you can drink. They were advertising that when we were there.
1: Oh, so, I'm sorry. We don't. Ridiculous. We on New Year's Eve we leave the city at like noon. That's for yeah. tourists. Yeah, nobody you're not going to find anybody local sitting there in freaking 10 degree weather to watch a freaking ball drop. I don't think so. <laughs> you can't even move from your spot like the best New Year's Eve is Vegas. Yeah. Oh, I celebrate New Year's Eve there. That's another story.
0: <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let Alfred go and watch his NBA
0: game. <laughs> I would do that. I'm going to go watch Fallen with Denzel Washington. Uh, I have to admit, when I rewatched uh, the first Power last night, it was not as great as I remembered, but still an enjoyable use of my time.
2: Oh, that's good to know.
1: Oh, Bray
0: Wyatt's Fallen, Fallen. Yeah. I'm telling you, Bray with that gimmick, man. Because that way you could have like every wrestler doing an impression of Bray, like Bray's inside them. Yeah. I'm tight. I miss Bray. I miss Bray, too. But this is how like you have Bray without having Bray. It's perfect. Anyhow, uh, that does it for us. Like, subscribe, get a notification, poke us on Facebook, add us on MySpace. Put us in your top friends on MySpace because that's that's status. And,
1: I see you, uh, me I see you, yes. me I'll be online.
0: <laughs> on that note, have a great night, everyone. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.